Welcome to Value Added, the real estate podcast where we speak with the brightest minds in the world of real estate who provide, create, and realize value in an ever-changing market. If you're a real estate professional delivering value to your clients, an investor creating value not seen by others, or a busy professional who passively invests in real estate to grow the value of their hard-earned dollar, then you're in the right place. And now your host, Nick Walters. Hey gang, welcome to another episode of Value Added, the real estate podcast. On today's episode, we welcome Julie Peterson. Julie is a 30-year veteran in the real estate industry as both a landlord and a commercial lender. She is with Dallas, Texas-based Old Capital Lending, and we're excited to have her on the show. So without further ado, let's get on with the show. Julie Peterson, welcome to the show. Great to have you. Good afternoon. Tell the listeners a little bit about your real estate career and how you've gotten to this point. Yeah, so I've been in the real estate uh, arena for 30 one years, uh, purchased my first home when I was 22. And um, so I got started in single family, um, really, uh, gosh, I, I purchased my first house in Los Angeles all by myself, moved then up to Northern California, purchased another house. We doubled our money there, brought my money back over to Chicago, where I'm originally from, and started doing some um, larger units over there. And again, got hit in 2005, 2008, went into uh, negative AM. Uh, took me 11 years to get out of that. It was, it was rough. Negative AM, that means negative amortization. Do you mind explaining that to our listeners? So the value kept going down and I owed more money than the value of the property. So I was happy. I, I, I managed the, all of these properties myself. Um, I brought, once I sold that about five years ago, the, those in Chicago, I brought my money to San Diego. So I've had uh, doubled my money. I, I've had great tenants. I've, but I'll tell you right now, I'm turning it over for the first time in 20 years as a landlord to a property manager. What got you to that point of making the decision to start outsourcing your property management to a third party? Well, I, I really think it came down to I've got some cash flow. Um, I'm busy with my building my business. Um, but really it came down to the, the eviction. I've had one eviction in 20 years here in California. Um, it didn't take me too long. It cost me a lot of money. But, uh, you know, one, one in 20 years is great, but because uh, I think that there is some sense of people can get away with um, taking advantage of the single landlord, uh, I just thought it would be a, a more of a protection for me. Your landlording career led you to transition into your commercial lending career. Yeah, so I've always, uh, you know, I've been in lots and lots of transactions myself and um, had a great interest in getting, uh, focusing more on, on commercial lending. So a couple of years ago, I was able to come work for Old Capital Lending 
you know, we're doing deals in Phoenix. We're doing deals, you know, on the Southeast. We, we've got, uh, we, we spend a lot of time in Texas because of the opportunities there, but you know, Phoenix is, has gotten a little bit more expensive, but look at, look at what it did in 2008. You know, we've got um, consistent rental income there. Uh, we're not seeing the, uh, the in, well, we are seeing the increases there on a yearly basis. I think it's it, it may dip a little bit with COVID, but I, I think it's a strong market. Um, I think with all of that's going on with COVID, I think you're going to see a lot of smaller markets open up for, for syndicators. I think there's great opportunity coming up for a lot of young investors. Um, I'm an advisor on an education program and uh, I hold their hands. I go from, you know, learning, helping them learn all the different areas, you know, setting up your team, you know, set your strategy, figure out what kind of investors you want to attract, put those investors in a plan that works to get to their, uh, their end goal. Um, I, I, I think it's really necessary as we talk about um, <clears throat> moving forward of uh, really getting a deal sponsor on your team because those are the guys that have the experience that are going to launch you into some of these smaller markets. You know, as a lender, we're looking for experience. You know, we've seen in the past um, probably two years that there's been a, a huge insurgence of new folks and have gotten very, very creative, like a lot of the um, bridge lending. Um, that kind of became a wave in the last couple of years. And uh, Old Capital, would, we would say we're more conservative. We've, we've closed 5,700 units. We've, uh, the last couple of years, we've done a billion dollars in closing loans. Um, we know the execution certainty. And when we look at um, some of these opportunities for, uh, uh, bridge lending, you know, you're, you really have to have the experience. And uh, these are the trying times that we're going to see how those syndicators are able to get their business plan executed and being able to do a takeout to an, another agency or to an agency loan, hopefully. Regarding the new investors that you are working with, what's the biggest hurdle that they have to be jumping over? Um, I, I think there's probably several and, you know, um, one of the things I think that is so important in this is the education. It's, it's huge. You really have to have the education and the strategy. How are you going to get from A to Z and what's your time frame? Um, we're doing a thing with um, this education program called The Shift, and we're really looking at how our personalities and how, what our strengths are and where, how you can use your strengths and get to your finished goal, which is ultimately to be in multifamily. Well, a lot of people say, well, I'm just going to keep calling brokers and I'm going to get a deal. And there's absolutely much more to that than just um, getting into, you know, finding a property. You really do need to focus on those relationships because as you know, this is a team sport. So I would be really spending time building those relationships, finding a deal sponsor in that particular area 
of focus. And maybe you're, you look in three different uh, markets and you find perhaps three different deal sponsors who are doing the business in those markets that are the experts um, and, and really drilling down on what your criteria is, because let's face it, you're going to get bombarded by brokers with, you know, here, here's a 30 unit building. Here's a C uh, 70 unit building. You really do need to look at what your, what your criteria is to get you to your business plan. So, you know, whether it's a 50 unit building uh, or 150, you really do need to know what your goal is. I, I, I am going to close a 150 or 50 to 150 unit building, you know, in the next year, I'm going to spend, you know, the next year doing, you know, these three things, I'm going to be focusing on these three things. And maybe one of those things is you're finding an asset manager and they're going to be on your team. And so you're building that, that team so that you can walk together. Um, doing it yourself is just really tough, especially with on the lending side. We are looking for an experienced operator. Very, very important. I, I talked to lots and lots of folks that come, um, again, in the last couple of years, it's been, you know, just use other people's money. And uh, are, are they going to sign on the loan? No, 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 I don't want them on the loan. Well, you need to have some skin in the game. Who's going to be flying this plane? Um, so you really need to find your capital. You need to find your team. Um, maybe you start looking at putting together a platform for capital raising and figuring out your, you know, again, putting all these tools, all these partners together. And, and you know, I'm obviously looking for, uh, to be part of your partner partnerships to help you do the financing on the deal. Let's talk about coronavirus for a second. Uh, commercial lending and their underwriting standards have definitely changed over the last 45 to 60 days. Talk a little bit about your relationships with the agencies, Fannie and Freddie, as well as other institutions and their underwriting standards and how they've changed over the last couple months. Sure. So we do um, agency debt. So that's your Fannie and Freddie. We do CMBS. It's your um, mortgage-backed securities. Uh, we do uh, bridge lending and we do bank lending. So see the, the SBA loans that have um, been dropped on a lot of these lenders. They've been you know, focused on that, helping their clients. So a lot of the banks... Uh, a lot of grandmas and aunts and moms and dads took their money out of the banks to secure their, their position. So a lot of banks are, again, focused on the SBA loans and, and maybe not have a lot of their own lending capabilities. So we've seen that slow down immensely. The CMBS uh, side of it pretty much closed down. Uh, bridge lending, same thing. Uh, we are doing business. Um, I, I say we're doing business. We are quoting, but there are challenges to doing uh, agency debt right now. Uh, both Fannie and Freddie, they're open for business. Uh, on a Freddie, you're looking at, uh, you know, we've got SB, the SBL, which is six million and below. We're looking for, depending on um, where it is, we've got 
a decrease in your LTV of 5%. So if it was originally in a, a, a market that was doing 80%, now you're at 75. We've increased from uh, you know your own reserves, which may be 250, a, a door. Um, we're asking for a 12 months, 18 months of reserves for you know replacement reserves as well as pr uh, the principal and interest as as much as 18 months and that's going to be held in escrow and it won't be until at least a year and potentially it's when the government opens up we've got an additional 90 days from that time to return um, the capital that you put into the reserves. Um, if you go into uh, the deal and you've got 35% down, well, then we're going to pull back. We're going to only ask you for six months of uh, reserves and six months of uh, I'm sorry, principal and interest reserves as well as taxes and insurance. So there's a lot of capital that's being required to get into these deals. I was on a, a webinar yesterday and we posed the question, um, Dallas-Fort Worth market, 200 units, what would you use to finance that? And because of the requirements, the syndicator said, I'm going for bank debt. That's recourse. That's going to hit your balance sheet. That's going to uh, close up your opportunities to pick up other lending opportunities. So um if you got the capital raise it if you got i'm saying right now is a great time to be talking to your investors and and polling them whether you send out a survey or you talk to them directly say hey what are your capabilities where do you how much capital are you able to put in because let's face it once this opens up just when you're about an inch from the ground of it you know hitting there's going to be opportunities and you want to know that your capital is ready to be deployed. So get that information quickly. Um, you know, can you get some soft commitments? So uh, COVID is, I mean, there's so many, we, we've seen, um, we were really concerned about April collections. And I have to say, I'm, I'm pretty impressed. A's are coming in right around two. B's, uh, I've seen, you know, two to three and some Caesars, you know, fours. So in certain markets, the collections for April are, are pretty, pretty excitable for um, this net, net rental income uh, results. So yeah, I think that we're, we're putting a ton of money, you know, into the, into the um, market. I mean, who knows what the results of that will be, but uh, you know, my son who's 16 just got a check for $1,300. I mean, they're people are getting money. Um, and so rent is being paid and hopefully that is going to continue. But I know there is some concern and um, I would say probably going to see a decrease from April to May of probably five to 7% on collections. Talk about a recent transaction where you've had to provide a little bit more value than normal to get the deal over the finish line. Yeah, well, and I'm in some deals now where we have put them on hold. I mean, 
we're right in the middle of them um, getting to, we, we've, we've walked away from some deals and we put some on hold. The ones that are on hold, we've extended the due diligence um, and, and you know, sellers want to be the first helicopter out because they know what is coming. And so they are, some of them are reluctant. Um, my most recent was right before COVID uh, came in and, uh, you know, just struggles like, oh, well, we need a different per pro property manager. We don't like that property manager. You need to get a different property manager. Um, we need extra capital. So we need to have, raise your, your reserves at the last minute when these guys, had all of their capital uh, ready to, to be deployed and had to go back out and get more. Um, where we were delayed, uh, you know, as things were progressing, we were from a 60 day close to more like a 75 day close on this one. So um, challenging, we're committed. Um, this is what we do. We're, um, you know, I think some of the challenges for some people as well, I'm going to go find the best rate um, when it comes to lending. And I, I, I agree, but there's also some value in what we do, which is, you know, we, we work with specific lenders. And we've been doing it, like I say, for 35 years. We have built those relationships. We know how to get through that lending uh, the, the lending strategies, the, the, the opportunity that is presented to us and how, where we're gonna take that. Whereas if you're not working with a broker um, and you're trying to do it on your own, you might be going direct and you might be getting a little bit lower rate, but let's face it, when the rubber hits the road and that lender cannot, uh, it has to be retraded because whether your T3 came in lower um, at the you know last hour, your your uh, seller took their foot off the gas. Um, they're not going to be able to. You're not you you will not be able to go to another place. You're going to have to come up with the capital. You you've closed off your options. You don't have someone going on your behalf, and that's what we do uh, really really well in 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 all these markets. We we know who's who's doing the deals. We know what lenders um, their specifics that they like in certain markets and where they uh, have great opportunities or where they're pulling back. So um, I think where I've seen people trying to cut corners may not necessarily be the most advantageous uh, plan for you. And we also say, hey, pick a lane, pick a lane. Uh, you know, if you take that horse and that jockey and take him to the end and, um, you know, one of the things that we do so, so well um, from old capital standpoint and all of us who work with at old capital is we are all about educating. You know, we put out the podcast, the old capital podcast. We've got 50,000 downloads a week. Um, in addition to that, you know, educating, we do an old capital conference every year and we've had great speakers, really good deal sponsors, really good investors the we are getting things done at this conference it's it's really valuable a uh, place to to meet people and to do business so let's move on to the hard-hitting questions these are the questions that we ask every one of our weekly guests 
besides your alarm, what gets you out of bed in the morning? You know, a lot of my customers, clients have become my friends. So I look so forward to being part of their lives, creating value for them. Um, I love what I do. I just love it. Uh, you know, I, I work so hard to help these people be successful. And um, that just gives me so much drive and encouragement. And uh, I just love it when they say, wow, I got one yesterday that said, you are priceless. That's what gets me up in the morning, that I can really make somebody uh, see the value of what we do. And uh, it's not about, you know, selling one bike. It's not about selling a roll of paper from my previous. This is relationship. This is uh, really showing the value. It's, you know, it, lending could be considered a commodity as well as those other two places where I've spent time. But this is just, it feels good. It's a really good feeling that um, helping somebody. Is there a book you've recently read that is added significant value to your life? I would say the one thing. I, I got so much out of that um, just to figure out what it is that makes me tick, that makes me different, that really um, fills me, fills my soul. It was a great book. How do you pay it forward? How I can create value, paying it forward, uh, making that connection, making sure that somebody knows how important they are, giving people hope that you can do this. I'm doing a meditation right now, actually, and it's about hope. And it's not only hope that you create for yourself, but really the hope that you create for other people. How do you like to blow off steam? I'm a spin instructor, and I've been spin instructing for 25 years. I, I, I've been t told that I'm a quite a, a difficult teacher. And so I get in there and I, you know, get in people's faces and I can make it really hard for them. And, and, it, and it, <laughs> I love it. I, I, I blow off a lot of steam. How can our listeners learn more about you? Yes, great question. So I'm, um, I'm in San Diego, but I have a Texas phone number. So you can find me at jpeterson at oldcapitallending.com. And my office number is 972-833-2774. Julie Peterson, that's a wrap. Thanks so much for adding value today. You're welcome. It was a treat. Take good care. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to leave a rating and a review, which will help us introduce the podcast to other listeners. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, which will give you access to other episodes you may have missed. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you next week.